Hi, welcome to On The Daily Season 2, a podcast focusing on authentic and acoustic entrepreneurship. My name is Danielle McCleary. I am your host. Y'all, I just left a nine-year fitness career to pursue full-time entrepreneurship, so I am in the trenches with you, but I got big dreams of being a millionaire and helping other people to become millionaires as well. So together, we're going from stuck to unstoppable, and I'm so excited that you're here for this ride. Let's freaking go. Hello and welcome back to On The Daily. This is your host, Danielle. Y'all, this is so applicable to this episode because I started talking about human design a couple weeks ago. I had a couple guests on, like Kelly and I talked a little bit about human design, Jen, Jen Kennedy and I, Melissa Martin, Alaria, like we all started talking about human design a little bit and then I got super into it because I had a reading And then I started talking about it on Instagram. And then all of a sudden, everyone was like, what is human design? Can you read my human design? Can we hear a human design episode? And I got so many requests for a human design episode. And so y'all, today we have for you a human design episode. Um, This is with my teacher. Her name is Christina Lane. You can find her at The Blonde Priestess on, on Instagram. And she is wildly intuitive. I mean, she's a manifesting generator, which she's going to explain to you, but let's just say like she is in her genius and it's one of the most gorgeous things probably ever. So here's the deal. You are going to have your world rocked. I really do think that, I really do think that some of you, like it may feel like too woo woo for you. Uh, And that's okay. Just trust that it's like, it's okay to feel that way. Trust that it might be something new. You might be getting new information. What I can say about human design is it really does give you an insight to who you are and like how it's, I feel like it is a very confirming way to look at your life because you, some of the things that maybe you were told as a kid that made you feel crazy, you now get to learn like, oh, I wasn't crazy. This is just how I made. And it's actually a gift. And it's actually, it's actually why I'm on this planet. So buckle up because this episode is long and it's worth it. Uh, I am in the process of becoming a human design reader. Um, So I'm going to actually be able to read your human design very soon. So if you're listening to this and you are like, I need my human design chart read, come find me on Instagram, Danielle underscore on the daily. Let me know that you want a human design reading because I'm going to start pre-selling those. Um, And the pre-sale price will be lower than the actual sell price. And then as soon as I am certified to read like actually official, um, I am going to do that. And I want to read your chart for you so you can understand yourself. You can apply it to your business, your working relationships, your leadership, whatever it may be. It can literally be applied to anything. So Danielle underscore on the daily. Let me know that you want a reading. I'm going to be pre-selling them and uh, we will get your chart read very soon probably by the end of this week. So without further ado, let's hear Christina and learn all about human design. I'm so pumped. On the daily, this you ask and you shall receive because (laughs) this is just how I am. You tell me that we need something and then I respond by saying, okay. And so today we got my girl, the blonde priestess, Miss Christina Lane. Hi, honey. Hey, babe. Hi. Such an honor. (laughs) It's so crazy how people come into your life. Like you and I, it's like so many of the incredible guests I've had on the show. Like you and I met at Soul. You were like 
a writer and you were this, I have to, I don't think I've ever told you this. So when you used to come into my class, like you had makeup on jewelry to the nines, like looked like you were coming from something important. And I was always like, where is this girl going? Where has she come from? I need to know her. What is her energy? Like, and then all of a sudden, like, I feel like we just started like we just became friends and it just was like the universe just decided like, okay, enough small talk, get to know each other. I think so too. Yeah. That, that it was, it's so true. Like soul was such a little reprieve for me. I was in a corporate job at the time. And so it, I was like, yeah, to the nine, cause I was just trying to make the best out of like a job that was like not my favorite, but, um, but trying to bring some excitement into it. So your, your little, your classes were like a slice of haven for me. And you probably don't know this, but I would just be in class, like just full face, like ha- crying, having an experience, just praying on my bike. So it was really like, I think we both got through a certain season and then we were like, Oh, let's be friends actually. hundred <laughs> percent. I totally agree with you. Like I felt, I feel that. And I received that so much. Yeah. So yeah. you, um, so then like, okay, so then a couple, like a few years later, all of a sudden she reaches out to me and I've been watching. So I had been watching Christina. She's like, she's turning into this like spiritual goddess, right? And like, she's doing these card readings and I'm like, oh, she's like witchy. Like she's a witch. I like her a lot. And then we start talking and then randomly a few months ago, you reach out to me and you were like, can I do your human design? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, but like, yep. I'm in. It. it was like a full body. But you know what? It was, it was like, we were for a while, we were both into astrology and that was my jam, my bread and butter. And then you were like, Oh, I know my chart already and all that. And I was like, Oh, she doesn't need a chart reading. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, yeah. but yeah, with human design, it was like perfect timing. I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I had like, I think I'd heard it mentioned once, but I really didn't yeah. ever like know what it was. Um, and I honestly, like when you first reached out, like if anybody else would have reached out to me and said, can I do your human design reading? I would have been like, no, like I, I'm an astrologer. I'm an astrology girl. Like, I don't need what you have. Like, I know that I'm a Sagittarius to my core. Like, I know that. Thank you so much. Not interested. Sun and moon. Yes. Sun and moon. Yeah. And then, and I'm a Scorpio. So like, don't, please don't tell me that I need something. Thank you so much. Um, (laughs) But then you were like, but it was you and you were like, I want to do this reading and something in my whole body, which we'll get to because like my whole body was like, you have to do this. And so you read my chart and that kind of like started me down this rabbit hole of human design. And so like, A, thank you for that. B, your reading was transformational for me and um, kind of as like opened my eyes to how I can lead, how I can speak, what else I can bring into my entrepreneurial space. Like you really have like opened up so much. So I knew that when everybody was reaching out to me saying like, we need a human design episode, you were the one. And so I'm so, so excited you're here. Just tell me like, how did, so you started with astrology, obviously. Um, How did that start? How did that morph into human design? Tell us a little bit about like your trajectory into human design. Yeah. Oh, totally. It was, it's, um, there's, there's something really magical about human design and you'll know when you get your chart read or when you read your own chart or whatever, but there was, it was something different. I came from an astrology background. I came from an intuitive background where my mom would take me when I was like 10 or 12 to, you know, when I was a teenager at, and she would take me to classes where I'd learn about Reiki or I'd be learning about crystals or I'd be learning about like, 
um, energy. And so she always knew I was really intuitive and thank God, like had the impulse to put me in places where I could start getting the language and the lingo. Um, And so that was kind of my journey. And when I found astrology, it was when I really needed to remember how to love myself. So then that was, it was pretty close to the time where Danielle and I met as well. I was really on a journey of like trying to love my body, trying to heal some, some addictions that I had. Um, to like controlling my body image and and just a lot of self-hate actually, which is very, in my design, anger can be one of my not selves. So uh, the anger and the frustration just with like the slowness of my life was like so intense. So astrology supported me in a bit, a bit reminding me of who I am and reminding me of like, you are sensitive in this way, you have a cancer moon, you're a Gemini, you're very active in the mind that can lead to anxiety. So it kind of helped me understand myself. And then I just was called to read everyone. And my, a big part of me is service. So I would do it without getting paid. I do it without, like, you wouldn't have to tell me twice. I'd remember your chart, your, your signs before I'd remember your name. Cause I just loved how much I could help people. And so the cards came next. I was into tarot and um, I was doing classes at house of intuition in LA and just teaching meditation and just trying to get people to wake the F up, basically. Um, you know, I had <laughs> Alex and Marlene. Um, I had them on the show. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, we oh, had an episode. Angel. They're incredible women. Incredible. Trailblazers. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. I was really grateful for that little space, I, a little oasis I had for a minute there in L.A. But yeah, so then human design came on my plate and it came from a generator friend, actually, who was like nonstop pushing at me. She's like, you need to know about this system. You need to teach it. You're going to help a lot of people. And I was like, thanks. No, thanks. I'm really I've got my own thing going on here and it's going good. So I wasn't even having the capacity to learn it. And then she kind of just kept coming at me. And I was actually scheduled to go to London to meet my soulmate. That was the first time we were actually going to meet in the physical, which is a whole nother story. But um, she's like, you have to do this with Jenna. Jenna Zoe is my teacher. And she was teaching the exact same weekend. I had already planned for that trip in London. And it wasn't just London. London's a huge place. It's like LA. So she was like in the exact village that I was going to be staying in. It was like, okay, take my thousands. I'm doing this. And do you know what I actually did? It was all so divine, Danielle. And you know this, when you're meant to do something, it all lines up. I pre-sold readings at half price to fund the trip, basically. They, they oversold by like quadruple. I had all this money. I'd paid, paid for the entire trip plus more. And so I went and learned human design and came back and did like 57 readings. Like <laughs> You were like, let's go. Uh, manifesting generator. I was like, balls to the wall. Let's do it. Um, but everything worked out. I, when I studied human design, my body just came alive. And Danielle, I think you experienced this too. Like when you hear about you, your body responds, it's like, yes, 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 yes. This is our truth. This is not the conditioning that we've heard from the world or our parents or teachers. This is who I am. So, um, yeah, human, I, I do, I probably do 10% astrology readings now, 90% of my business is human design. And so what yeah. is, so human design though, there is like, an, there. it's not like, they're not separate, like they're not no. completely opposite. So what human design is combined of a few different things. So t- tell us like, what is human design? Yeah. So human design really takes, it's kind of, I always think of it in my head, like a combination of Western and Eastern philosophies combined. So the founder Ra really just had this kind of amazing Ibiza trip, <laughs> literally. Mm-hmm. And he actually had this incredible, uh, download that he received from spirit where he combined 
several different systems to create what we know as the human design system. But astrology is a huge pillar in that. And, and then we also have the DNA codons that have been factored in. So that's why when you get deeper into human design, you'll see there's 64 gates that correspond to the DNA codons. Um, and then we also have this kind of Eastern philosophy incorporated where we've got the centers that are very similar to the chakras and, and mm -hmm. the, the flow of energy and chi in the body. So astrology is a huge foundation of human design. And I'm really actually grateful I have that really thorough background there. Um, in human design, you actually get two birthdays. So you have your physical birth, which you provide your reader with, and then you have a birth that's a 88 days. It's about three months before you're physically born. And that's kind of when your soul is said to be conceived in the fetus. Mm. So I get goosebumps every time I say it. I think it just something resonates with that. There's just this huge unconscious side of us. That's our soul that is playing out as well as our consciousness. So it's, yeah, I'm like, what is that? That's like three months before. Yeah, exactly. And if you look at even in science, that's when some really important things are developing in the fetus as well. That last yeah. three months is like some magic is made. <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's like, I mean, for me, that's like Virgo territory, <laughs> which isn't like that surprising. Yeah. No, you're Danielle, your actual, yeah. Your soul birth is September 23rd. So that's, Which is crazy because my self node is also in Virgo. So that's kind of shit you're leaving behind, but at the same time, embody the highest expression of it. So you're, you're growing to your North node. So you're growing into your Pisces, your soul, right? The intuition, the you're probably a serious medium and you, you haven't even embraced all of it yet, mm -hmm. but yeah, that, but leave it embody in the Virgo. Like we always forget too with our South node. Don't just throw it all away the best version of it leave the rest yeah I mean I've always been very like one of my best friends in the whole world is a Virgo and like people uh, are always like it's so crazy that you're like friends with a Virgo as a Sagittarius I'm like I just get them I get Virgos yeah like yeah. I understand you need to make your list like I understand you, your life needs to go in this order I am not going to try to mess that up for you because like that is how you function <laughs> oh my god I am a Virgo like my best dad. friend she had to get married then they had to buy the house. Then she had to have that, like, she had to go in her order and like nothing was going to take her off that course. <laughs> hey, I love a woman that's passionate about her vision. So <laughs> yep. yep, she knew it. And then, and then I'm like, well, it's cause you're a Virgo. And then of course, in true Virgo form, she's like, that's not why I'm like, yeah. okay. Okay. <laughs> My dad started like this incredible, um, these quotes he used to leave on our door. This is a quick story, but it's such a good Virgo story. He, he would leave them on the, on the front door of the house and he would, they would always be there. It was, a, it was an inspirational quote, you know, this perfectly formulated. And uh, one day I said, I was like, dad, you need to start an Instagram. So he started an Instagram, dad's door notes. And it blew the fuck up. It's like way bigger than my platform has been. He grew it in like a year and it's like so Virgo, it hurts. And I'm like, dad, your wordsmith ways are like super Virgo. And he's like, yeah, okay, cool, whatever. <laughs> uh -huh. I mean, yeah, I, like another friend of mine who's a Virgo, like she has this way with words that like is like, it beats mine. And like, I have, I have a way with words and she has this way of words that I'm always like, God damn it, that's good. Like that's, like, like, that's yeah, really write good. That yeah. 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 Oh, well, that's interesting. So I didn't actually know that about the soul birthday. So it's always like 88 days before yeah. your, yeah. your like actual Physical human birthday. Birth. Yes. And wow. if you look at your chart, that's the red we're talking about soul birthday is the red, the design energy. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then all the, okay. the black is physical. Yeah. That's Amazing. something you kind of got to dig into to get. Yeah, yeah, I will. I mean, this is the thing, like I just started. So I just recently signed up for that course with Jenna, which that you did, which is now like yeah. the recording of. So I am now like becoming a reader because I'm just feel so called to it. And similar to you, I, the reason why I needed to have you on the show is because as soon as I started mentioning that I was really passionate about human design and I started talking about it on Instagram and stuff, and even on the podcast, I've mentioned it in a few episodes. Yeah. I get messages all the time. People would say, yeah. Danielle, can you read my chart? Can you read my chart? And I'm always like, now that I know I'm like, you I, totally I have can. to respond to this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being called. I'm being called and I have to respond to this. And like, I spent enough of my life ignoring that gut intuition. Like I have to go for it now. Yes. Yes. Well, and it's all timing. It's all timing. Even when I was going to reach out to you, it was just timing. I I was, I wanted to do it probably for about a year and a half. And then it was just feeling out when, when was the right timing. And um, so it all just aligned, I think perfectly. And it probably was because it was going to totally start a new trail for you to to start blazing. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I love, I love human design for also not only how it helps me understand me, which I come back to every day. I learn another little nuance, but I love like relationships, synastry. I love how it can help me understand you and love you better and let you be you and me be me. And we can just understand each other. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, uh, let's talk about like the five different types of energies. So tell me about, tell us about each one. You know, okay. and like, obviously if you're listening to this and you are like, I have no idea what I am that I like the, my human design app, that's Jenna's app. Like it doesn't tell you everything, but it's going to tell yeah. you enough to kind of like get you started. Um, yeah. and then if there's any other apps that you really like, but I'm sure yeah. that hers is your favorite also. And I, I'm not a hundred percent sure on this, but I think she's currently the only app out there that will run a chart, but I, I use a website. So if you're super nerding out on human design, Jenna's is amazing, but genetic matrix, that's something you subscribe to. You can run a free chart on there, but you can also um, pay like a really small membership. And then you can, um, you can have a whole catalog, a whole database of, um, charts. You can do pets. Um, you can cool. do synastry. You, it will also do your astrology too and your gene keys. So cool. genetic matrix is my jam. That's my go-to. Awesome. Um, and my, my body graph, that's a really, really simple. Like if you're a beginner, it's totally free. My body graph, it's, it's really nice. We'll put all of those websites in our show notes so that if you're listening to this and you want to go, but yeah, I mean, you could the e- like easiest way, just like download my human design app and then you can kind yeah. of see what you are. Um, so if you want to like down, if you want to find out what you are before she goes into this, like now's your time. So tell me about the five different energies and like, kind of like little, like the, the key points of what they all are. Sure. Make it super efficient. <laughs> so, I mean, um, we could have a pod, this episode could be six hours long. <laughs> it, it just it can't be. And then like, we need like four follow-up ones, seriously. But I, I honestly have gotten to the point where I sell readings now in eight packs. For people just because I know that it's going to take at least that to unpack. So um, types. So type is a really, really key word in human design. This is like me asking, what is your sun and moon sign in astrology? It's, it's just a big, big piece of what makes you you. Jenna always says, and I thoroughly believe this as well, if you're not good at being your type, none of the rest of the shit matters. So you really need to understand what it is to be your type and and, um, how to embody that. And then everything else just really flows from there. 
So there's a big emphasis in human design on that. Um, there are two energy types and three non-energy types out of the out of the five. So I'll break it down that way. So let's start with the energy types. So we have the generators. So generators are really, really here to be the energizer bunnies of human design. They're here to be lit up by their sacral. So they're lit up by their yeses. And they're really, really meant to steer away from things that don't light them up. You'll know them because they have this really beautiful enveloping aura. They feel really approachable. They feel very magnetic. Um, they literally just feel like life force. If you're familiar with the chakras, then you'll know that sacral center is, uh, which is where their power center comes from. You'll know it's just the place of creation and fertility. And um, yeah, it's, it's just one of the yummiest uh, uh, chakras and centers that there is. So yeah, um, isn't it? It's the says, the, says the generator. And, and also the fellow energy type. <laughs> She's Whatever. like, let's start with the energy types. <laughs> well, like we need to start with some power and then we'll kind of like go down from there. Um, no, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Everyone has an important role. Okay. I think that's pretty good on generators. And then yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. We'll, Basically we'll your you're like, as a generator, you are here to light yourself up as bright as you can so that you can spill that into the world. Yes. Yes. That, and to be satisfied. That's your keyword. Satisfaction. I always think of that song. I can't get no satisfaction. Like that was a, the most frustrated generator ever that sang that. Um, <laughs> so, so manifesting generators, that's the other energy type and they are the one hybrid in human design. So that's my type. Um, and we're a mix of manifester and generator combined. So, um, and by the way, just a quick side note, you won't find this everywhere in human design. There are different variations of manifesting generators. So depending on what channel, now it's getting a little more in depth, but depending on what channel you have as a manifesting generator makes you more manifester or more generator. So me, for instance, I have two really pure manifester channel channels in my manifesting generator makeup. So I'm, I'm much more able to initiate things than other manifesting generators that are more generators. Mm. So generators are meant to respond to life. Manifesting generators are also meant to respond to life. They let it come to them by attracting it with their beautiful sacral yummy aura. Now a manifesting generator can get away with a little bit of initiating, which Danielle started the episode explaining how I initiated. So I reached out to her. I just left it with her and I was really unattached to the outcome. It, she could have told me no. And I would have been like, yep, totally get it. Or she could have been like, maybe later. And I would have been like, I get it. But it, it was just the correct timing and everything aligned. Manifesting generators have to be very mindful that they need a lot more freedom than generators do. Generators are really here to be the worker bees. Like they're meant to be, not that you're just meant to be slaves. You're meant to be inspired by the vision, but you have such a huge capacity for work output. Manifesting generators do as well, but they really need to be able to butterfly around a little bit more than generators do. Um, so for me, that nine, that eight to five job that I was in was just like not cutting it. I needed my soul cycle, like two hour break in the middle of the day. <laughs> yeah. We're like, I like, if I'm excited about it, I'll do it all day, all day, like all day, all night. I won't yeah. even notice that like, it's the next morning. Like yeah. I will I'll survive on like fudge if I have to, like, it doesn't matter. Like yes. if I'm excited about it. Yes. And that's your brilliance. Like, and the non-energy types won't even know what the hell we're talking about with that because they, that's not how they operate. 
Um, So again, manifesting generators, you're here to find peace and satisfaction. Those are your keywords. And if you're a manifesting generator like me, the peace is a really yummy piece to to our our makeup. Yeah, peace is really good. And we also need a little bit more alone time than generators do. Because of that manifester part of us, it wants to trailblaze. And so I'll go to manifestors next. Manifestors are a non-energy type. And a lot of people get that confused. They think that they're energy types because they're here to initiate. They're not. Their their energy is really, really passionate and it's really, really lit up. And it's usually inspired by doing something new. So I have a quick little story that Jenna tells as well. And I think it really helps kind of complete the picture of human design um, and the types. But manifestors used to be, according to history, the tribal leaders and kings and queens and our, our presidents, you know, they were the people that were put in charge because they were the ones that said, hey, there's a better way to hunt and kill. Let's make a bow and arrow. And people are like, what's a bow and arrow? What are you talking about? This is outrageous. And some other people were like, no, we do need to have more meat to feed the tribe. And so they would listen to the manifester and the manifester would come up with this brilliant invention to kill more meat or whatever the tribe needed. And of course, the the people in, the, in that time where if you had an innovative idea that brought more health to the tribe, you were the elected official. And so we have these manifestors that initiated ideas and that created change and difference and improvements in societies. And so they became leaders. But actually now manifestors never wanted to be in charge of countries or, or even necessarily CEOs. They just wanted to plant a seed, start a trail and then bounce on to the next thing. Yeah, they move they on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I've been saying to people, I'm like, manifestors are more of like the sprinters. Like mm-hmm. they'll get it. Like they come up with an idea, they get it into play, they make sure that it's taken care of. And then they move on to something else. We're like generators, yeah. manifesting generators. We're like the long distance runners a little bit yeah. more like we'll take it and then we'll perfect it and master it. Yes. Like leave it in our hands and we'll make it we'll make it efficient. We'll make it a thing. Yeah. Like you, you tell me what the bow and arrow is. Like you just share yes. that idea with me and then I'm going to make sure that it is the best bow and arrow you've ever seen. There's going to be so much meat for the tribe. So much meat. And then by then the manifestor is now already like coming up with like the first gun. Yes. And the generator's like for fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But like generators are here to master things. So you get inspired by a vision and then you go full, like you will be a bow and arrow master. And then you'll get bored eventually, but you usually are here to master just a few things in life. It's not, it's not like a manifester who will really get bored with something if they've got it in their hands for too long. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of seeing that backlash from manifestors now where they're like, I didn't want to be in charge of this country for four years. Like I didn't want, I don't want to lead this. I just yeah. wanted to inspire y'all and bounce on. So consulting's a really good job for manifestors. That's just coming through me right now. But um, just where they kind of pop around, give, bring life into something that's kind of failing or kind of tired and, and old and uh, just inspire the vision and then bounce out of there. So it's important for manifestors to know that they're after peace. And when they feel anger, they're really, really far out of alignment. So it's really important manifestors stay informing. If you're not sharing your visions or just sharing things that you're noticing and seeing, there's going to be this weird like auric tension between you and the people that know you, and they're going to feel like you're keeping things from them and then they won't inform you. So manifestors find a lot of anger from that like little mix up there. And they're a small percent of the population. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. They're 11%. So they're definitely a minority. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was, um, 
reading this that I think it was, um, where did I read this? I think it was like on um, Catherine Zinkina's podcast, The Manifestation mm. Babe. I think she was talking about this with Eden Carpenter. And mm. she was saying how like the entire like personal development world, the Tony Robbins, the like these motivational speakers, these uh, like even like the network marketing industry, like all of the languaging that's like, go do it. You don't need to be understood. You don't need anybody to come with you. Like you just do it, like wake up and decide and make it happen. Like that's all languaging. That's pretty much only directed at a manifester. And so I'm like, (laughs) so great. So this is like a trillion dollar industry, like between the personal development, the public speaking, the network marketing industry, like all of those are like, I mean, even like the entrepreneur like industry. Yeah. Like, that's like a trillion dollar industry. And it's literally directed at 11% of the population. <laughs> Joke's on us. Joke and then we wonder, us. right. And then we wonder why so many people are like, I could never do that. Yes. It's because like, they're not being spoken to people aren't being yes. like addressed. Yes. And then you're like, you're growing up in a society, me, you, all of us are growing up in a society, as I said, where manifestors ran it. So they infuse their language into everything. And it's not your type. It's not your strategy. You're not like a generator initiating, even worse, a projector initiating is one of the most repulsive things ever. And you know, those people, those are those, that is the reason why there's that door-to-door salesman like stigma, because it was someone who that was not aligned with, who was going around door-to-door just doing what they're conditioned to do. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I literally, until you read my chart, I would have told you I'm a manifester. Like, because, because I, I do get shit done. Yeah. Yeah. Like I do get shit done. Like I can, you give me, I can, I can make it happen. And I, I have been known to lead. I'm a great leader. And Mm. then what I realized is it's not, I'm not a great leader and I don't have that like magnetic energy because I started something because I came up with the idea. Mm-hmm. It's because I was excited about it. Like, and yes, I love this, Danielle. This is such so a good many generators live their life as manifestors. Yeah. Like they try to be manifestors. Yes. And then we wonder yes. why we're like, you know, why we're, we're frustrated all the time. And, and trust me, there's nothing worse than a fucking frustrated generator in your space. Like, right. Yes. I'm, I have this, I'm becoming such a better teacher, having a generator partner. I swear to God, it, he, he struggles every day with, I need to go initiate. You need to go make it happen. And I'm like, will you just go for a walk and do something you love? Just go light your fucking belly up and wait for your phone to ring because y'all's aura. I mean, one day of self-care and your phone will ring the next day with jobs, with every money, time. with whatever, every time. Literally, literally last night I did, I went to a birthday party and we did uh, an hour long sound bath with Reiki and a past life regression. And today I woke up with three offers. Yay. And I was like, took the whole day off, woke up to money. Pretty much. That, like, please generators tattoo that on you somewhere. Just <laughs> do a day of self-care equals lots of money. Yeah, just down your arm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And self-care is like my love language. So that's perfect. Okay. So we have manifestor, we have manifesting generators and generators as the the energy types. Manifestors are the first of the non-energy types. We got two more non-energies, right? Yep. So projector, projectors are really important. They're about 20% of the population and, oh man, we need projectors as well. Remembering who they are big time because projectors, their main karmic goal here is to manage energy 
So you're really, you're not here to be a generator to create energy and you're not here to initiate. You're literally just here to be above it all, observing it and managing it and tweaking it and perfecting, perfecting it. So a lot of projectors, you'll know a projector because they're that one that always kind of, <laughs> that maybe if they're in their not self speaks out of turn, maybe gives unsolicited advice and maybe just always seems like a know-it-all. Unfortunately, projectors do really know it all. They really have like the most beautiful nuggets of wisdom and gold, but their strategy is to wait for an invitation. And I want to say this big PSA, because if you found out you're a projector and you're feeling really bummed about having to wait for an invitation, that doesn't mean you're just sitting around like twiddling your thumbs. You have to be seen. So waiting for an invitation, but being super visible. So if I'm a tarot card reader, like I need to be every day, let's say Instagram's my game. I need to be every day on Instagram doing a, a collective pool. So when you think tarot, you think Christina, like it's, I'm right there hand in hand. And I'm not saying, hey, tarot reading sale, come buy readings from me. But I'm saying, this is what I do. This is my expertise. And that's it. And then, so when you want a tarot reading, you think of me. So projectors, yeah. wait for an invitation, but make yourself seen. Like and um, you can ask for an invitation. Like yeah. one thing, my son, so I have two projector stories. Number one is one of my very good friends. She is a top leader in a network marketing company. She mm -hmm. is like, and, and she does, if she's, I, I can always tell when she's out of her alignment because she's very <laughs> bitter. She's like, well, that's wrong. And she'll just kind of like give her thing. And it's like snappy and has teeth. And I'm always like, whoa, <laughs> whoa calm <laughs> Honey, down. You need to go, you need to go just be who you are. And like, let it, let it all happen. Cause it's going to, and everybody needs to know why, like you're here to guide. Like that's literally why you're here. So like yes. her, and so like, if you go to her Instagram, it is her lifestyle. It is exactly what you say. Like if I yeah. think of this brand, I think of her. Yeah. She just has this way of like drawing people in and everybody wants to know her opinion on things. And it's just so true what you say, because it, if she starts to like, try to like be the party starter, or if she starts to like, try to come up with the plan, like it gets yeah. very confusing. It gets very <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. Like those of us who are generators and MGs and like, we're sitting there going, what? Like, yeah. And then, then what's then, so then my son is also a projector. No way. Yeah. Owen's oh, an ego wow. projector and oh, wow. it makes so much sense to me because what we try to tell Owen, cause he's a very lovey kid. He wants hugs. He wants to be in your space. He wants to like, oh, and yeah. for kids, like kid projectors, what I'm learning are very, cause they haven't like learned yet that yeah. their energy is so intense. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so he will, he's like always wants love and he wants hugs and he wants to tell you his opinion. And he's the kid that's like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And like, I'm like, honey, I'm literally in the middle of a conversation. I need you to hold on. Excuse me. Like, he's just that You're kid. Like, dude, and like so, yeah. right. And so what we, now that I'm like learning about his chart and about his human design, oh. one thing I've been saying to Owen is like, baby, you have to, like, you have to ask if you can give your advice. You have yes. to ask if you can give somebody a hug. Yes. Because if you ask and then somebody says, yes, I'll take a hug, then buddy, then you're going to be happy. It's going to yes. bring you, it's going to bring you success. You're going to feel successful yes. and you won't feel bitter, you know, because yes. when you, when I'm like, and I used to be like, Owen, oh, hold on, I'm, I'm yeah, talking and then he gets bitter and then he goes and he like acts like the devil. <laughs> 
right? This is hilarious. Yeah. But it's true. I mean, I think, I I mean, but it's so true what you said, like projectors have some of the most powerful, powerful wisdom. So Danielle, thank you. Your story just reminded me of their aura is focused. So projectors one-to-one, no one better. There is no one better than a projector because they will make you feel so seen with their focused aura. Whereas Danielle and I, we have this giant enveloping aura where we want a room full of 500 people. And that is like not even big enough yet. No, that's not, I was going to say, it's more like a thousand. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we'll start there and then grow. Um, Just start letting people in. But yeah, but like a projector, the bigger the room gets, the smaller they get because they have to zoom out, zoom out, zoom out. Because they're managing energy, they really have to be, they have to keep everyone kind of like in front of them where they're watching everything. It's kind of, it's kind of cool that Owen's been, he's so open now and and things like that. Cause a lot of projector kids start to shrink away a little bit because they, they, they're not this big, huge bubbly energy that again, they're conditioned to be, but it's just their, their wisdom so precious, but yeah, only when, only when invited. Only when invited. Yeah. And it's so true. Cause like when they're not invited, bitter, it's just, I, I had a client the other day who was a projector and I was like, you have to think about it like this, a generator and a manifesting generator. We have a ton of energy to bump our head against a wall before we're ready to hear what you have to say to help us, because it's just how our energy works. We want to try everything and we're, we're going to do it. We're going to go use our energy to try everything. And a projector is just meant to be there saying, Hey, when you're ready, I've got an idea or, Hey, looks like you're frustrated. Let me know if you want to talk. That's a way that you can invite someone to get an invitation. So you just say, hey, I love you. I see you. I see you frustrated. Let me know if you're open. Right. Like I'll be here when you're ready. Yes. And when yeah. and when the advice is welcomed, the projector yeah. is literally going to change someone's life. Like, yes, so quickly. But there, if there's no room in the person, then the projector is just going to come across like white noise, but that is, yeah, like annoying, like, hold on, I'll get to you later. Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. So tell me about reflectors. Cause they're the smallest percent of the, of the population. I think even in all my readings, I've had three, only three reflectors. I, I um, don't know one yet. Yeah. They, they, they hide. They hide well, I'm a little sure, bit now. I'm sure yeah. I do know one, but I haven't read, I haven't had a chance to like, know yes. because they're not going to tell me. They <laughs> I had, I did have one recently who was super educated on being a reflector and it, it was really cool, but they have, a, it's a, it's a very interesting dynamic when you're in their aura because they're bouncing you back to them. Like they're kind of like, so you're like meeting a mirror, but then you're like, are you being fake with me? And it's like, no, they're just trying to feel you so that they can be you. It's interesting. I, I'm a big fan of reflectors and I think they're really here to help humanity, especially in this transition that we're making because they're giant mirrors. If you look at the nine centers in, their, in the human design, they'll, they'll be all white. So there's not a single defined center. They're one percenters um, and they're really here to make decisions based on the lunar phases. So their moods, their emotions, everything is getting amplified by the environments that they're in. So if you're a reflector right now and you're in a toxic environment, toxic relationship, toxic job, my first advice to you would be get out, get out of that. Um, because you are who you are, you are around. That's true for all of us, but for some of us, it's more true than others. Like some of us have a really strong core, but reflectors. Yeah. It's, (laughs) it's going to be really hard for you to not become who you're around. 
Yeah. I, and I, I'm like, I know I know some reflectors. Cause like whenever I hear the yeah. definition of them, I'm always like, I know, like I have people in my mind, Yeah, but they're also like, not the people that you can go be like, Hey, can I, can I do your chart? Design? Like they're going to be like, they feel, they sometimes feel a little unapproachable. Um, they're deep. Yeah. Deep. And reflectors love, they're here to be surprised by life. So if you have reflectors around you, you're doing a really good job of keeping your life very, very energized and um, sparkly. And they, they really get a buzz off of people that just are constantly popping off with new creation. A biggest, the biggest thing for reflectors is when they're disappointed. So that's why I was saying they're a really good mirror for us right now in humanity. If you've got reflectors around you, listen to what they're saying and what they're seeing because they are, they're literal mirrors of society. Yeah. Okay. So those are all the types. Now I want to kind of go into this like authority because there's a, there's different authorities and like different authorities are reserved for different types. So can yes. we kind of like touch on like each kind of authority and we've kind yep. of already mentioned it, but just to like clear it up. Cause there's, there's different authorities for, you know, even like, even like MGs, there's like a bunch of different ones or like, there's like projectors have like different authorities. Like every generator yeah. is going to be a sacral authority, but like, what is, yes. Well, even on that note too, Danielle, like you'll have your sacral defined if you're a generator being, but you could even still be a generator and be an emotional authority. Yes. So yeah. Cause there's for, emotional and non-emotional. Yeah, exactly. So that's a good place to start. I feel that's one of the most common because generators are about 66% of the population when they're combined with manifesting generators. So sacral beings about over 60% of the population. So that means that you're a generator being. So um, the difference kind of between a sacral authority and an emotional authority, the sacral authority is really here to make decisions in the now. So for Danielle, she has her greatest amount of clarity in the now. She really thrives off of responding to yes and no questions. She loves directness. Um, if you're a sacral being, you really have a hard time answering a question like, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? But What's your purpose? I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Somebody asked me, do you want to work at a desk all day? No. <laughs> there you go. Very, very clear. <laughs> very clear. You're right. Very yes clear. or no. Very clear for a generator. Yes. Like open-ended, existential, like even no. what do you want for dinner tonight? Yeah. Too, way too big. Way too big. Way too big. So yeah, if you have a sacral authority in your life, love them better by giving them yes or no questions. Super direct. Um, they, also, they also should never, ever, ever say, I'm going to sleep on it. Please never, ever say that. Mm -hmm. um, if you now, and here's the thing, if you're a sacral authority and you feel like you don't have any power in the world, you must heal that relationship with your belly because the world is literally depending on you to be a battery for them and, and for yourself. And if you're really disempowered or frustrated or kind of bogged down, I also notice a lot of people get weight gain when they have around their belly because it's the shield. Mm -hmm. um, they don't want to listen to their sacral and, um, and they're, they're numbing it out essentially. So I also wanted to point something out that sound Danielle just made right there. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. that is sacral. So yeah. energy beings, we are super noisy. Like this entire conversation, me and her both have been like, ooh, mm, ah, mm, ah, mm. Ooh. <laughs> ooh, ah. <laughs> it's like babies. We're, we're, cause our sacral is, we're in a conversation that's inspiring both of us. So it's like, mm, we're, we're lit up by it. It tastes good. It's like the sacral is very visceral. I think it's interesting that you say that because so what I also have come to learn is, and what I've now 
anybody that works with me. So like my team, my like breezy, my friends, like anybody that's like a mentor to me, I've kind of informed them of like, if you ask me a question and I go, um, yep. Like just know that that's a no. (laughs) It's it's a no. And what I'll try to do often, which is something I'm working on. This is my year of no is because like generators say no most often. And what I'm learning is I, in the past, I'd go, well, I mean, I don't really want to, but I guess I will. And because we can, because we have the energy to do it. Yes. However, what I'm learning is not only for generators and even some manifesting generators who have sacral authority, right? Like if you say yes to something that is a no for you, that not only is going to cause you frustration and make it like not good for you, you are also then sucking the energy away from everyone else around you involved in that situation who actually that situation could just be better without you. (laughs) Literally don't show up. Don't come. Right. And here's the, here's the problem. Here's the, one of the biggest obstacles for people showing up to the thing, even when they, well, I don't want to is because conditioning, they think, oh, well, that friend showed up for me, so now I must show up for them. They came to my birthday party, now I must come to them. I must reciprocate. I must be the role model. Blah, 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 I blah, should. blah. I should. Should. Is the, should is like a dead word for generators. Like that should be the last word in our vocabulary. If you say it, start to look at why you're saying it. And then what you'll probably realize as well here, this will help sacral authorities. If you go, if you do a decision and you're like, I don't know why I did this, but it just felt good. You know what I mean? It just, it just is, it just lights me up. That's a sacral belly decision. We love those. And then even when you say no to it, it could be something with loads of money. It totally makes sense. It's something that is right on your career path. And you're like, I don't know why something's off with it. I don't want to do it. Just honor that. Leaving Soul Cycle was that. Like if I would yeah. have stayed, I would have yeah. been promoted and gotten a huge pay promotion. Like Crazy. right, literally right yeah. after that. And there was something inside of me that was like, it's just not, this isn't for you anymore. Yeah, like, it's time to go. And what I realized is like, if I didn't go, I'm now contributing negative energy into that situation. Yes. And if yes. that, like, if that brand is going to survive, it has to be with energy that is good. And if a mm. generator stays in something that it's not there for, mm-hmm. it's hurting the entire mm. operation. This is true for relationships as well. This is, this is so true. Thank you. Yeah. That's, oh, I felt that. That is, it's, it's almost like if you can't do it, if you can't say no for yourself, at least say no for others because you're not doing them any service, you know, staying in a relationship that you know you need a divorce from for the kids. They feel you being a fucking frustrated generator and they don't want that. (laughs) No, and they don't need that. They don't deserve that. No, they don't deserve that. And you don't deserve that. So yeah, please, 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 generators. Wait, do you want to know something crazy? You're going to freaking die (laughs) about this. So I was really curious about my son's dad because I was like, yeah, Oh, he's probably a reflector or something. Like he has to be. Like it's, it's just like we we do this a lot. Yeah. I mean, we're really close, but like we do this a lot naturally. So I look up his chart. I text his mom, and I was like, I need to know his Third birth time. time. And she's like, Let me look at his birth certificate. I was like, Yes, perfect. I need exact numbers exact. here. <laughs> you seen it? He's a six-two non-emotional generator, just like me. No, he's a mirror. Oh, wow. My mirror. Which is why we go, like, when we're good, oh, we're yeah, good. Good, yeah. When we're yeah. not, like, it is just, like, 
inspire oh me, inspire God. me, inspire. And nobody wins. And the only way that we end the argument is if we just stop talking. Just walk away. Yeah. Walk away. <laughs> Try again tomorrow. Does she have an open throat? Do you remember? Yeah. We have oh, the exact, fuck. like our, it no. looks the same. It's exactly right. the same. The only Whoa. thing that is different is he, he is touch and I am taste. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Damn, that's wild. But you and then know we had an ego projector. I know. That is like unicorn. Like what the heck? It was like but too you- much energy that the universe was like, okay. Let's just- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and poor, poor Owen was like, I'm signing up for all this sacral energy. I can't even yeah. imagine what it's going to be like when Owen's older. He's going to be like, okay, if you guys want my advice on what how you should handle this, you let me know. I'll be over here. Okay. Being awesome. Yeah. I'll be over here being awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's that. That's like a total tangent. But I saw that and I was like, I have to tell Christina this because I... This is how you'll learn human design. If you like Danielle and you already naturally are doing it. This is exactly how I, I showed up to Jenna Zoe's workshop to learn human design. Never knew it ever before with like four charts. And every time I learned something, I'd scan every chart. And so you will learn so much better if you pull up your loved ones or people you're interested in and have them with you. Yeah. Hundred, I do it every time. Like whenever I learn something, I'm like, Ooh, how does this apply Let to this person? It. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have sacral authority. Sacral authority. So, um, um, emotional authorities. Now we kind of hinted around that a little bit. Emotional authorities can be, you can have a projector. That's an emotional authority. You can have a manifesto. that's emotional authority. You can have an MG or a generator. So anyone can be an emotional authority, except for a reflector, a reflector, as I mentioned, their authority is the moon. So they, they're not going to be a part of this conversation for the moment. So yeah, an emotional authority, it comes from the solar plexus. So if the solar plexus, which is the triangle on the right, when you're looking at a chart, if that is defined immediately, no matter what, they're an emotional authority, doesn't matter their type. You don't have to look at anything else. You'll just know they're an emotional authority. And so emotional authorities, that's what my authority is. And we are people that do need to sleep on it. We are people that do not have a ton of clarity in the now. Our greatest truth is going to say, I'm going to think about it and I'll get back to you. That is us being very loving to you. If we respond in the moment, we're just kind of like throwing shit at the wall and hoping it sticks. So if you have an emotional authority in your life, the biggest way you can love them, like the best way is give them time. Don't pressure them in the moment. And also to, to know that they're going to have melancholy. People with an emotional authority are constantly riding an emotional wave. So it, your wave could be two weeks long where you have one high and then one low. Your wave could be six months long. I have a couple waves, so I'm kind of always on a different flow. Mm-hmm. And I notice there's certain times in the day where I get on a, an emotional low and I'll just start to feel melancholy. Now that I know what that is, I stop looking at my life and saying what's wrong. Now I just go... Okay, it's about 4 p.m. You know, I, this is kind of when I, I make myself a cup of cacao. I do something really loving. And the last thing I do is think about my life and how I can fix it. It's just melancholy comes with emotional authorities. And, and I wanted, the, I forgot to mention. Yeah. So I was, when I first looked at like Jenna's app, I got really confused because there's like the section where it says like gut intuition. Mm. So that's like my sacral authority, like gut, like sacral, gut intuition, sacral authority. That's like, those are interchangeable, right? Yeah. Are you talking about your spleen? Cause that might be, that's usually intuition. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I just know I've gotten this question now is like, it says my intuition, how I should best make decisions, gut intuition. And then at the end it Uh. says 
uh, my emotions, how I feel things, emotional, non-emotional. So it kind of breaks it up. So like I'm a like gut intuition generator, but I'm non-emotional. Yes. And I think what she's doing with that is because you also have your spleen defined, which we're going to get to next. And, and so Danielle's a generator. So her sacral is the queen of her chart and that's what is the boss, but her spleen is also going to have something to say about a situation. Um, and we'll get to the spleen in a minute. It's so important, the spleen. Um, so also the other thing with emotional authorities, if you are around someone that's an emotional authority, don't expect to stay on their high all the time. So a lot of times, like right now, we're having a really energized conversation. If you're a non-emotional and you're looking, you're listening to it, you're amplifying my emotions. I'm doing something that is like one of my most favorite things in the world. So you're probably going to feel this like really buzzy energy. Just ride it out, go play with it, do whatever you want with it, but don't expect it to be there tomorrow. So a lot of times non-emotional is a huge thing and you won't find it a lot on the internet right now, but I've just found that often in all the charts I've read, a lot of non-emotionals get addicted to emotional. So they crave the buzz. And that's, if you're someone that gets on social media and starts reading stories instantly, if you wake up in the day and you're just feeling nothing, which a lot of times non-emotionals do, that's your baseline. That's where you're supposed to be actually. It, it, a lot of times they think something's wrong. They're used to having to be on a high and a low. So they'll go read something, go get triggered on Instagram, go start an argument with someone or start talking to someone that's an emotional who's always low. And so just be mindful of that. Sometimes I've noticed there's an addiction there. Um, and it's interesting because like the way, the best way I've heard it defined is like, if you're a non-emotional, cause what is it? It's like half and half. You're either 50% emotional or 50% non-emotional. And yeah. like you said, emotional people, like the emotions can, they ride their own wave. They really aren't influenced by the outside world. In fact, it's sometimes yeah. hard for emotionals to like gauge energy off of other people where non-emotionals are the, like actually the empaths of the world. Yeah. And I always say like our, our like natural state of being as a non-emotional, my natural state of being is like, I'm a calm lake. Like there's nothing in it. It's a calm lake. Like I have, I, my baseline is just like neutral to everything, Mm. which is great for most people because then like emotional, like if somebody's an emotional, like I have a lot of friends that are emotionals and I, I know that this is how I help them because they'll be like on their thing. And I'm like, put it in perspective, babe, like bring it back down. And I'm like a really good, like sounding board. However, if there's a calm lake and a rock gets dropped in on one (laughs) end, it starts to ripple. And by the time it gets to me, that person made like that rock, that person that walked into the room may be sad, like a two out of 10, like it may be like a two out of 10 sadness. But by the time it gets to me, it's going to feel like a six. And so I think like a lot of emotion or not a non-emotionals, they run into the problem because they're empaths. They like wear people's emotions. And so what I try to tell people that are non-emotionals is like, look, you have to remember you are a calm lake. So if you are feeling anxiety, if you are feeling stressed, if you're feeling like anger or like weird emotions that don't feel like your own, it's because they're not. And you should ask yourself, why Mm. am I feeling this way? Who is making me feeling this way? And then just like wait it out because it's going to go back. Like you're going to like the, the, the ripples are going to end. And I totally. think, and I think yeah. that's where a lot of people get like so confused is they're like, oh, I'm an empath. Like I just feel everyone. And it's like, yes, but that's your choice. You're choosing yeah. to wear it. <laughs> Danielle, your natural her state rising. is not that. <laughs> her Scorpio rising is like, you're choosing to suffer. <laughs> you're choosing to suffer. You're wearing it like a costume. Take the costume off. You don't have to wear it. This is the thing with us being conditioned to explain every fucking thing. 
that you feel something that never even belonged to you to begin with as a non-emotional. And now you're, you're owning it and explaining it away with certain things in your life and trying to fix it. So yeah, Danielle, that's so beautiful. I think for all non-emotionals, you should ask if you start feeling like shit, who was I just around? What music was I listening to? Where did I just go eat? Like, just like, don't, I'm not saying like, don't own it, own it because it. it might be some of your shit. But like also own that it's not yours to own. <laughs> right, right. I mean, and even like what I find interesting is like Breezy does sometimes. So she's a non-emotional also, but she takes yeah. it on. She's a lot less like she admits it. She says it all the time. She's like, it's a lot harder for me to not wear it. Like she's like, yeah. you're very good at not wearing other people's emotions. Yeah. I'm like, you're right. I am. I That's always been me. Like I will feel I feel it all. But it, I'm like, that's not mine. It's not yeah. mine. That's not mine. Not I'm like mine. a shoe. I'm like a chica, chica. Like, no, thank you. Not mine. Where Breezy will wear it. But it's crazy because yeah. Breezy will come home after having an interaction. She'll yeah. be in a mood because now she's wearing someone else's emotion. And then yep. I feel that. I'm like, yes. it's, like, it's like twice removed from the second generation. It's like my second cousin feeling. And I can't. This happens too with open throats. So like Barry has an open throat and he'll come and he's like saying these things that are like in a weird way with a weird accent. And I'm like, were you just talking to so-and-so? And it's like him amplifying their defined throat. And he's like now talking like them and acting like them. And I'm like, so wow. it's very interesting amplification. Yeah, that's wow. like mm-hmm. crazy. So where, wherever you have a white center, you're really susceptible to amplification. That's where you take on the energy of someone else that has it defined. Oh, I FYI. think I do have a white. Hold on. I think I do have a you white. You do. Your throat. I have your chart yeah. here. Yeah. I do have a throat. I do start. And I and do. I do start to like talk about. I do start to like talk the way in like if I yeah. hear somebody speak, I'm yeah. like, ooh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, it's, we always have the best conversations too because I have a defined throat. So I think we we pull uh, good stuff out of each other. 100%. But, um, so tell yeah. me about like ego. Okay. Oh, so ego, ego is a very interesting one. Um, you, you can only be an ego authority if you're a projector or a manifester. They're very, very rare. I know one ego manifester, two ego projectors. So it's super, super rare. Yeah. Owen, my son, ego projector. Gosh, they are, they're really, really here to, they, they kind of are born basically being an adult, an adult already, or at least thinking they're an adult. They, Christina, you know, Owen you tells can... everybody he's 35. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like you ask Owen, Owen, how old are you? He goes, I'm 35. I'm like, okay. He, he won't let you tell him he's going to school. If you say, are you ready for school? He goes, I'm going to work. <laughs> Excuse you. I've seen some of your stories with him. He's a trip. He's awesome he's literally on this planet to do exactly what his ego desires and that's exactly an ego authority it's plain and simple I mean it really is and to also having a projector you're really just here to help him guide himself like to empower just to give him the energy source basically to yeah and then to teach him obviously like what's what's not going to be good what's going to be good and then also I think the quicker ego people can learn that their word is their gold. Like for an ego authority, you must, must, must keep your word. Danielle, this is true for you and I as well, because we have a defined willpower center that ego centers defined. So when we show up to something, we know we have something to prove. We know we need to follow through. We know we, ha- we, we have to bring it. Otherwise, it's going to be really, really detrimental to our own physical self. Mm-hmm. So their word is everything. And they're really, it, the, the quicker that they can make 
they can learn to make uh, promises and obligations that they can actually keep and follow through, the stronger their ego is going to be, the stronger their authority is going to be. It's so funny that you say that because Owen always says like, you're, you said we're doing this. Like if I, if like I say, yeah, we can go to the park later and then it gets yeah. to be later and we haven't gone to the park. He goes, you said we could go. You told me oh, we were going yeah. to the park and then he'll, yeah. he'll straight up say verbatim. I thought you're a mom of your word. Oh my God. Yeah. Or like awesome. he'll leave his dad's house and like maybe his dad like gave him a snack bowl for the car and like on the way out. Oh, and then we'll say like, I'll bring your bowl back tomorrow. Like, and in my mind, I'm like, well, you're not there till Wednesday. So whatever. But now, like now that I know that he's driven by his ego and his word and his willpower, yeah. I go, if he says like, I'll bring your bull back tomorrow. Like I have to tell him nobody. Remember, you're not going to yeah. see dad until Wednesday, because if I don't say that the next day, he literally will be like, I need to bring the bull back to dad. I said I would bring the bull back. And I'm like, right, but you're not there today. So <laughs> it's not going to happen. He's like, what do you mean? Yeah. So it's, it's a good one. It's a, it's an interesting one. Um, you're, it's you're awesome. Really- and, and so many people yeah. think ego is bad. So many no. people think that like, oh, you're, you're driven by your ego. Like people, the ego gets such a bad rap, but it, it really is yeah. like, it's a really beautiful part of your body, <laughs> like part it of your soul. Re- it really is. And Daniel, you're probably like me. You probably attract a lot of people that have an open ego center. Like I would say like 90% of my clients have an open one, which actually I guess makes me feel kind of good because they're amplifying my ego and they enjoy that. So they wouldn't do that. So if you have an open ego center, you're a really good judge of character. You're a really good, you know, kind of taste to see if that person's going to keep their word. Is this person going to let me down? And so if you have a lot of open ego centers around you and you're a defined ego, you're doing a good job. You keep your word. You're someone that follows through and you're someone that brings, like, I think I always think of it as like bringing quality to people. Mm. Yeah. So real quick, but then before we move on to like the next authority, so yeah. you open versus non open, like open and defined versus non-open is yeah. if you look at your chart, if it's open, it's colored or not colored. If it's open, it's white, white, right. Not colored. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. If, it's, and if it's colored, then it's not defined. If it's colored and closed and defined that those three words kind of go together. Yeah. If it's, yeah, if it's colored, it's defined. Got it. If it's not colored, it's undefined, which kind of makes sense. It's like, yeah, that makes, yeah, it's like, it's not, there's undefined, there's no color. So if it's open and, or if it's like open and undefined, like, is that, 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 then you're like, if you have an open throat, you go around people, you start to like, take, like mirror their, so if it's open and undefined, you can mirror that in other people. And again, it's your, your analogy with the lake, you take it and amplify it. So let's say I'm a really loud talker. I talk a lot. I've got a defined throat. That's my, that's my deal. Danielle's going to take that cadence and amplify it. So she's going to become even more talkative. She's going to become even more loud if she's not aware. Now you'll, you can be aware and you'll start to, with your centers, you'll feel the pressure. Mm. So this is what empaths feel. They, the people that are non-emotionals, that people that have the open solar plexus, when they're around someone like me with a defined solar plexus, they feel the high I'm trying to give them, you know, and they can choose to resist it. They can choose to ride it because it's fun, whatever. So um, you can start to, once you look at the white centers in your chart, you can start to really, really feel like, where am I susceptible to amplification? And like, so for Danielle as well, like your head's wide open, just like mine. So this is one of the easiest tells. You can tell immediately when you're around someone with a fixed head or, or, you know, I I defined head. It's like, if, and they're, if they're thinking in an incorrect way, you'll literally get a headache. 
I have a lot of defined heads around me and I'm like, oh, get me out of here. Mm. But yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. interesting. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And there's not a lot of them. There's not a, there's not a ton of people with that, with a a lot of head energy. So, yeah. Okay. So then we've done, we've, okay. So we've done sacral, we've done emotional, we've done ego. What other? And so the spleen, spleen, it can be, you can be a manifest, a splenic manifester or a splenic projector. Um, and so the spleen, these, these are incredible beings. When you're around someone who is a really aligned splenic authority, they are so fun. So the spleen is really spontaneous, intuitive energy. Mm. Um, their authority is before the sacral authority. It's this little whisper. It's like, they know how they feel about you before you even walk in the door. So th- this, the spleen is just, it's one of the softest authorities. It speaks really, really quietly and really, really, um, quickly and it doesn't speak again whereas the sacral is like if I'm talking to you and I like you it's constantly pulling me towards you I'm like yes 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 the spleen will tell me once and that's it so (laughs) I've got I've got a few splenic uh, authorities around me projectors and manifestors and they they must listen to this voice like yeah they're also I always like the the few splenic energies that I've met. They're very spiritual be- beings, like yes, star yeah. seeds, like super spiritual. Oh my gosh, like mediums and yes. like like past life people, and like they just as soon as they meet you, like like you said, yeah. even before yeah. they meet you, they go, "I yes. felt you coming," and you're like, "And I pulled a card and a crystal for you." Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I found this. This is for you. You're like, Whoa. yes. And you're like, whoa, I was thinking of a white feather earlier. How did you know? Mm-hmm. But see, you think about like you being an empath with your solar plexus open. They feel your, your sacral as well. Cause they're, they're, they're going to have an open sacral if they're a splenic authority. So yeah. they are amplifying like some really powerful centers off you. I find a lot, a lot, a lot of splenic people end up in, in, in and out of a lot of relationships, like romantically as well. This mm. is just like a little small tip because they miss those signals. And because they're in, when they're in the aura of, let's say a generator, that sacral is a lot more powerful than the spleen. Mm. So it, a splenic, you know, authority really needs to be alone enough to figure out what does my spleen sound like? Like in listening to it with, with random things, like just going out on a walk by themselves, no music playing, no stimulation, and just start to feel it communicating. Yeah. It's the gut also, is a lot. I feel like the gut's a lot louder than the spleen. It's yeah, a lot easier. Cause it's like, yeah. I feel like the spleen isn't as visceral, like the gut no. authority, like it's visceral. And if I ignore yeah. it, I know, like, I know Yeah, we're like, spleen. yeah, you know, it's the same problem with like when people have like when their spleen goes bad or like their spleen ruptures, like yeah, they don't necessarily know it right away. Like if I have a stomach ache, I know it immediately. Everything stops. Yeah. Everything stops. Yeah. Well, and you can also think about, again, the audible noises. Sacral has an audible association to it and, and a pull. Like, I mean, I keep moving my body because I think body dousing even came from sacral beings. We can mm. literally be a human pendulum because of that sacral pool. Mm. But the spleen is, I mean, it's just, I always think of it like a butterfly wing flutter. I mean, it's just so subtle. If you blink, you miss it. You know, splenic authorities, they have a huge gift to humanity because I really think that they they bring us play. They can bring us health as well. A healthy splenic authority is like intoxicating to be around. Uh, yeah. They're some, some of my most favorite people, but Same. equally when they're out of alignment, 
the fear that can come out of them, the dis-ease is like really intense. They're very sensitive beings. Yeah, they are very sensitive. Yeah, you can te- you can set them off very quickly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, it's in, it's important for them to be to be mindful of who they're around and where what they're around as well. Um, so then next, you can be a self projecting um, authority. So this is that this is for projectors, and this comes from that G center, right? So this is the this is like what we call the jewel of the human design. It's the yellow yellow center in the middle. And I have a few few of these around me as well. And they these are people that are literally here to follow their heart. So it, they can feel a lot like ego, um, egoic authorities. But the difference is that the, the G-Center, they're really here to just kind of let life unfold and sort of just delight in the unfoldment of it. Um, they're really passionate people, though. When you meet them, you'll feel like they know they're here for a reason. They're driven by a purpose and they have the, the biggest hearts. They're they really, understand really big. their purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't know what it's going to look like, they're, they're every day they wake up driven by it. Yeah. Um, Ego is yeah. more like, this is what I need to do. I know that this is what I urge. This is my urge. This is my desire. And I have, I have no choice but to follow that. <laughs> Where like yeah. G center is like, I'm just so passionate about this direction. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And they usually find their direction pretty, pretty early in life that, that they'll know, you know, one of my dear friends is she instantly was called to helping people and she's here to be of service. So everything that she's done aligns with that, whether she was a hairdresser or whether she was a massage therapist, Reiki, whatever, it was all for service. And it's all like, um, it's all rooted in love. Oh my God. They're so loving. It's, it's addicting. I really, I, one of my dearest friends self-projecting projector and she will she lights me up just love her yeah um yeah so mental mental projector uh, my youngest brother's a mental projector and these these guys are really interesting really really interesting beings again they're in they're their head rare. a lot they're definitely in their head they're definitely in their head they and they overthink really... everything oh my god do you have a few on your team or around you yeah Okay. Like they're the ones that I'm like, you need to go away and you need to think about this for like a month and then come back to me. (laughs) This authority I find is very slow as well. They need a lot of marination time. Yeah. Like, don't they say it's like 28 days? Yeah. Yeah. 28 day rule with mental projectors, like (laughs) go away for 28 days and then come back to me. And like, chances are like, whatever you were worked up about a month ago, you no longer are thinking about. Or I've already sorted it. Yeah, it's done. I did. I meant to say this for self-projecting projectors and mental projectors. You get clarity through hearing yourself speak. So they're really here to be their own authorities. Mental projectors, you need to just have people literally just sit down with you and say, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? This happened. What does that make you think? And the, the, like, you must have someone like this, even if you pay them to just literally ask you questions and then listen to yourself when you talk, mm. because you'll, you'll start what you say with at first and what you end with will be two completely different things. But what you end with is your medicine, but it will only come through hearing yourself have your thought process through that, like mental conversation that like needs yeah. to be heard. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times an energy being kind of needs to be plugged into them, like, to get that out of them because they're, they've got all this self-contained energy here. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do have a few, I do know a few mental projectors and it's true. They they're, I mean, what they end up like 
their end product, they see, I mean, projectors in general, they see the world and in ways that no one else has the ability to see it in. Yes. Like they really do. And they don't always realize that though. So they are trying to be remembered for what they've done instead of the way that they see. That's beautiful, Danielle. Yes. Like projectors are going to be remembered. Like if you're a projector, you will be remembered and people love you for the way that you see things, Mm. not necessarily the way that you do things. That is so good. And that's why that's where you'll get your invitations from as a projector is because they, I like how you see things. Like I'm going to seek out your advice, but it's projectors. It's one of the, they're, they're the least likely to be able to see themselves because that focus aura is constantly looking at everyone else. Everyone else. You could come to them and say, Oh, you're really great at this. And they'd be like, really? What? No, I didn't know that. I don't think that. They, they have, they hardly have a clue at what they're really, really gifted at and how the world sees them. So um, yeah, projectors really need um, someone on their self-care team that like is literally just there to affirm them. Yeah. yeah. So then the last little bit I just want to talk about, we can, I mean, yeah. this one we can do kind of quickly. Cause I want to ask about like, I want to talk about like how human design can relate to business and leadership and entrepreneurship mm. and all that. And like, we've kind of already touched on it, but I would really love yeah. for you to speak on that in your experience. Cause I know you do, you train teams and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. so real quick though, specific, non-specific manifestors, because this is something that I like passive active manifestors, whatever you call it. Like, this is something that I never realized. And working in the industries that I've worked in, you know, everyone's like, do a vision board. I need you to be as specific as possible. Lay out everything (laughs) you need as clearly as day. And every time somebody tells me my whole life, anytime somebody said to me, make a vision board, I want to take a pen and stab it in their (laughs) eye. And I never realized until human design that I'm a non-specific passive manifester, which means I'm not supposed to be specific. I'm supposed to say to the universe, I would like this or something better. better. Yes. Same, Danielle. Same. And I I have clients and friends, obviously, that are specific. And these are people that want to know the nitty gritty, like, I'm going to wear these shoes to our date we have scheduled in two months in London. I'm like, what the fuck? I can't relate. I can't relate to that. Can't relate. Like, and okay, so what I thought was interesting too is like specific, yes, specific manifestors, like you have you have to be specific because if you are not specific, the universe is gonna give you something that doesn't it's like almost it's almost that. And then as yeah. a specific manifester, you have to be able to say, No, this isn't what I wanted. This yeah. is what I wanted. I wanted you have to be able to yeah. say, like, every month I need to make fifty six thousand three hundred and eighty three dollars <laughs> and two cents. And two cents. Like you can't just be like, I'd like to have a six figure month. Like you can't say that you, because the universe needs specifics from you. You are meant to tell the universe what you want, where like non-specific, you're you're a non-specific manifestor as well. So like we are meant to give a feeling. And my example of this is like, and I didn't even realize I did this until you read my chart. Yeah. Last few years, I've been saying to myself and the universe, to everyone around me, we want to live in Texas. Like we want to, we want to eventually live in Texas. Yeah. And like, that's where I left it. And I never really like, because if I started to think about the color of the walls and the color, like what I wanted to, where I wanted it to be, like I got so uncomfortable. And so I would just say, I just want to live in Texas. And then the universe came in and literally like 
gave me my dream home that we are building from the ground up, one better than I could have ever imagined. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is how I'm, that's because I'm not supposed to give specifics. I'm supposed to say, I want to have a home that I can feel like I want to be able to feel the sunrise come above the trees and like feel at peace. And then the universe comes in and goes, okay. Or better. I got you. I got you, girl. Yeah. And so many people miss that. So like, I feel like in leadership and in business and in entrepreneurship, you know, you hear it all the time, be as specific as possible with what you want, make your vision crystal clear. And it's like, not everyone is meant to do that. And if you are nonspecific and you focus on it, right? Like if if I try to be specific, what I do as a nonspecific manifester is I will focus so hard on that one thing that I don't have yet. Yes. This is so so big. And, and like what you spoke about, I think is so powerful. And this is a huge thing about human design is we are working on deconditioning. So learning, remembering, learning what you are, what your makeup is and letting go of anything that's not that. So Danielle and I probably both felt really, really weird when we couldn't make a very specific vision board. Like what's wrong with us? Just fucking pick a car, pick a color. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. So yeah. Yeah. And, and pick like, a color. I no like, idea. Just pick one just so I don't feel weird in the class where we just had to make a vision board. Right. But I mean, even when huge. we went down for our like design meeting for our new house, like, you know, I love like, this story. You need, to pick yeah. your, you need to pick your tile. You need to pick all this. And by the end of it, like, luckily I'm a gut intuition person. So I was like, <laughs> yes, no, yes, no. Yeah. She's like, how about this? Sure. How about this? Nope. How about this? Okay. Like it was, it ended up being that because if I started to like envision what it would look yes. like, oh, no, no, you shut down. No. I know it's, and, and we we're told by the world as well, like, well, you're not being practical, you know, or you're, you're not having your feet on the ground or whatever. Like I've been told that so many times and, and there is a certain like container we have to build even as non-specific manifestors, but it doesn't, it's not going to look the same. It's not going to be as specific. It's like, yeah, I need six figures to support me. I don't really care what that number looks like. The better, the bigger, the better, you know, and that's it. Surprise me universe. Yeah. I always say I want to make at least this much money this year. I love that. And I don't, I I don't need it. I don't need it to be from one specific source. Like specific manifestors. If you're a specific manifester, you can't say that to the universe because the universe is not going to understand what you're asking for. You have to say, I would like, if you have two businesses, you have to say, I want to make this much in this business and this much in this business. Yes. And allocate your time ahead of time. Like knowing where you're going to spend more time, where you're going to spend more resources, all of that. Yeah. Um, And actually I was going to say, non-specific or sorry, specific manifestors will feel better nailing down those details. So totally. like, if you are a specific manifestor, you're nodding your head. Like, yeah, of course I know the color of my fucking car. Are you kidding me? I've been dreaming about this for forever. Like it's those people that have had their, their ideal wedding in their minds since they were like six. It's like right. all of that. It's the so, same reason why I've been engaged for over two years and haven't planned my wedding. Okay. Same. Like, same. Like at all. Like at all. We've gone from like, do you want to just like not do one to you want to do one in Hawaii to you want to just like do it under a tree? That we Literally, find we were like, woods. do you want to go to Bali or Mexico or maybe maybe Palm Springs or maybe we don't even do a wedding. Maybe it's like a surprise engagement party that's like a wedding. Oh, and then actually, what if we just got married in our backyard in our new house in Texas? Like yes. it's literally like yes. the, the only thing I've done is found, found the dress. 
Yeah, and but that, like that, whatever happens, that, it's going to be this or something better. That's right. That's right. It's breezy and non-specific as well. Yeah. Yes. So it's yeah. Barry. Um, but, but I can tell Barry has a bit more conditioning of like, no, what is this going to look like? And I'm like, we're not supposed to know. We're not, we're not supposed, supposed to, to know. know. So be mindful of the conditioning. Just because you resonate with one thing that we're saying or not, just double check it because you could just be a really conditioned, non-specific manifester who was told you need to have the details down. Yeah. And the reason your life felt a little icky is because you've been going against that. Oh, that's my friend Kelly. She's an MG. And she's like, no, she says, it says I'm non-specific, but like, I feel like I'm specific. Like I always am very specific. I'm like, how's that working out for you? <laughs> she goes, question. she's like, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm like, does it always work out? She goes, well, no. And I'm like, yeah. She goes, yeah. Like I yeah. tell the universe, like I want like the, I would like a big, I would like a beach house in Malibu. And I'm like, that's not specific at all. I was like, that's very nonspecific. That's a feeling you want to have. Yeah. She's like, yeah. oh, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I love, I love human design as people start learning about it. And like, I love how it makes you question things. Like, even if you hear something and you're like, that doesn't resonate. It's like, why dig into it? Did you? And like, if you start getting into some really interesting stuff, like I love parenting, I love relationship ministry. I love looking at my parents. What did my parents have? And then they conditioned and groomed in, in me. Yeah. Um, and, and what can I let go of? Like my dad has a ton of head energy. And so I've had to let go of a, all of that, like head energy. Both my yeah. parents have spleens. I have an open spleen. So it's just, it's, yeah, it's really, really interesting. So then talk but, about this in terms of business and entrepreneurship, yeah. because there's so many, like we kind of talked about at the beginning, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this like trillion dollar industry that's all directed at like nine to 11% of the population or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, we have a huge yeah. opportunity here to really lead people the way that they need to be led and yes. to create more success. Because I personally, Christina, like I don't buy, there's only 1% that's going to make it to the top of that company no, or I like only 1% of the population will achieve this. Like, I think that's bullshit. I think that that's conditioning. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really now that I'm realizing like human design, I'm like, this is just a matter of like, we're not, we're not leading people or working no. with people or interacting with people the way that they're designed to be worked exactly. with and led and interacted with. Exactly. And how many people, well, and so many people go through a career, a lifetime of frustration or bitterness because they're just trying to fit their round peg into a square like box. So it's just not going to work. I've, I've got, um, I, I love doing um, team coaching as well, but I have one, um, it's a hemp spa in town. They're beautiful, beautiful entrepreneur led by an MG, sacral. She's just a fireball. And she brought me into the team. She's always about optimization and efficiency. MGs, we love efficiency. So if you're a team leader and if you lead a team, you, you need to understand what players you have going on. I love Danielle's like, if she gets someone on her team or whatever, it's like, first thing you do is like, what are you? What am I working with? Where can I put you? And so, because we all have a, a powerful role to play, but if we're not positioned in the correct way, we can't play it. So we're not going to be an asset. So, right. um, and that's yeah. not putting people in boxes. Cause I actually, I was telling somebody about this the other day. And the first thing they said was, well, I thought you're about not putting people into boxes. So why would someone you say this to me too? Yeah. And I go, I think my answer to that is I hear you <laughs> and, <laughs> and there's a system, right? Like every company, they have a manual, they have a system, they have a training program, they have a training plan. Yeah. And that training plan is usually directed at one type of person, depending on the yes. company. And it's yes. usually manifestors. Yes. So, 
So how, by by learning wh- how somebody operates, I'm actually taking them out of that box and exactly. putting them exactly where they want to be. Exactly. And also educating them. I, I'm a big fan of education. I okay. think teaching them about them and yep. saying, do it, like play with this. Here's what your design looks like. Here's the role I think is best for you. Go see if you can be more successful. Go see if you're happier. Like using words that also their type resonates with. So like, Danielle, are you happy with your job? Like, are you satisfied? Do you feel like you used enough energy? Do you want to do more? You want to make more money? Like, and then if they're, they're a projector, it's like, are you finding success? Are you in a role where you can be sought after as a manager? So projectors do really, really well in managerial roles. I believe that also any type can do anything. So I have a lot of projectors that come to me and they're like, you mean I can't start my own business? I can't, I can't like be an entrepreneur. And I'm like, did you even listen? You can do anything. Like you can literally do anything. But if you do start your business, put yourself in a role as an advisor, put yourself in a role where you're, you've got a three door, three hour window for an open door policy where people come in, they get critiques and then they leave. And And then maybe hire people like delegate. Because like, as a generator, yeah. if I start something, like I'll do all the roles. Like that's fine. Yeah. Like I can yeah. do all the roles. Like I'll be the the I'll be all the the you know the, the positions. But projectors, no, you probably are gonna have to hire a business manager. You're gonna have to have a marketing team because your job is to manage. Yes. Yeah. And and get someone who who um I heard Lisa Nichols, I was I'm listening to one of her books now about abundance. It's freaking awesome. Highly recommend it. But she talks about outsourcing things that not that you're not good at, but that kill your energy doing that take me, it takes me three hours to design a flyer that takes someone 90 minutes. Is that worth my investment? Yes. 10 out of 10 worth my investment. Every because time. after that three hours of designing, I'm also exhausted and don't want to go do my job because I was doing a no. So it's, yeah. I and think there's people really, that really love designing flyers. They love it. Love love like they'll do it all day (laughs) right they will do it all day I use this in terms of like like this is how I think of um like cleaning so like I hate cleaning it's not my it's not my thing my full it's a full body no from me okay (laughs) so sometimes though generators and like I'm sure every energy type or every type has to put it into context because I don't love I hate cleaning however I love a clean house like seeing my house and giving me that feeling of peace and comfort Mm -hmm. and like Mm-hmm. just satisfaction, right? Yeah. That yeah. is what lights me up. So yeah. sometimes I go, I will clean this because the yeah. end result is going to give me more satisfaction. Or I'll say this yeah. is too big of a task for me. I'm going to hire someone. So you yes. better believe I have a house cleaner. Yes. But when we move into our new house and it's like putting away boxes, I don't need to, like, I, as much as I would love to pay somebody to do it, I know that, like, me knowing where my stuff is is going to make me Way happier. better. Way, yeah, that's such a good point. Such a good point. And I think a lot of people, too, get really sometimes bitter or discouraged about human design because they're like, what do you mean? I have all these obligations that are a no. I have a life full of no's and I have to do them, I've, you know? And it's like, yes, of course, you can't just, like, wipe the slate clean, but I would invite you to start to look at those little moments where you could say no, and you can say no, where a friend invites you to a party you don't want to go to, where you have to go do a a boss asks you, can you take on this extra task? And it's a no, and you can say no and not get fired. Fucking do it and start to feel the energy you reclaim back to you. Yeah. Like put the stake in that. And I I think 
comes to business, when it comes to entrepreneurship, like that's just, these are just really good things to know about yourself and the people that you're working with. So like, yeah, when I bring, when I interview somebody to work with me or when I, you know, start to mentor somebody or like I bring someone on for personal coaching through Hype University, like the first thing I want to know is what are you? Because if, if you're like, if you're a not, like if you're a non-specific manifester, like I am not going to tell you to get specific about your goals. I'm going to say like, how do you want this to go? How do you want this to feel? How do you want to feel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so, if you're, it if you're non-emotional, so I'm going to yeah. tell you like, look, like the world is nuts right now and you're going to get a lot of energy coming at you. And like, you just need yes. to know that in this job, in this business, in this trajectory that you've chosen, you're going to get a lot of energy coming at you. And so yes. as like a non-emotional, I need you to be able to like know that that's not you because your baseline is calm. And gosh, can you imagine if if, you, if everybody who started I can, a business- Danielle. I can, like, I, I dream about it. I really do. It where would be everyone epic. Is, oh, we'd be so efficient. We'd right. be so happy. Right. Like- like yeah. if I have a manifester on my team, the la- like I'm going to say to them, listen, I don't want you to get overwhelmed by doing things like for too long. Like I want you yeah. to be the the like like the fire starter. Like you tell me an idea and then I'll help you run with it. Like don't feel like you need to run with this idea on your own because you're not yeah. made for that. Exactly. I am. Exactly. Yeah. And and when it comes to to like making making a new trail like they're the first person you'd call so like I I really feel having a manifester on your team or a manifesting generator and giving them the opportunities to say what are you seeing what are you smelling what are you picking up on what do we need to do that's different and new challenge me challenge the business we need to grow it expand it so a manifesting generator and a manifester they're scared to inform they're scared to speak because Usually when they do, they're telling you to fix something. They're telling you to change something. Like they're saying, hey, this is an old way of doing this. Everyone's over here. Let's go over here. And if you're, you know, and that's where that saying comes from. If you're not, if you're not growing, you're dying. You know, you have to stay. And that's what a manifestor and a manifesting generator is here to do. If they're not given permission to say those things, if they're shut down, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to be checked out. And usually like I have a lot of mentors, like business, like a lot of my business coaches are MGs or manifestors. And as a generator, like I have to listen to them when they say like, listen, this industry or what you're doing or like, this is changing and you need to be, here's some innovative ways that you can like roll with this. And then as a generator, my job then is to be like, yep. Okay. Okay. We're going to do this. Go master it. And I'm going to get everyone to be excited about it. Yes. Yes. And, and a good manifester and a good manifesting generator knows how to excite a generator about the vision. So that's a skill that they can work on too. It could be, you know, you could have space to be heard, but you're just not eliciting excitement. Yeah. So it's really important. And then a projector is really here. Every generator needs a projector. That's like a, a staple mm-hmm. because they're here to say, okay, crazy energizer bunny. Yes, you can do everything, but you're better at this. You're better at this. This generator needs to be here. This one needs to be here. Like this is the order of everything. And they can only do that because they take that time to sit back and watch. They're not yeah. running around like crazy animals like we are. <laughs> yeah, like don't don't ask a projector to like, you know, do the PowerPoint and like, don't ask them to like spend time creating all that. In fact, if you have a projector on your team, ask them, Hey, can you just make sure that we're on schedule? Yeah. Can you make sure that we're on time? 
That'd be, yeah. that would be awesome. Like, and then, or can you just make sure that like, we're going in the way that we should be going? Yes. Yeah. Or if you did have someone hammer out a PowerPoint, have them overview it. Does it make sense? Like, does it flow? Does this flow? It, yeah. They're yeah. your like, they're your proofreader. Yeah. If there's anything tied to success, a projector's eye kind of scanning it is really going to help. And then, where, and then what role would a reflector play on the I, knew, I was about to go there. Um, I feel I, I had a, um, a, ages ago in California when I was out there, I had a podcast with uh, a reflector and she completely worked for herself. She, I think ideally they would work for themselves and they'd have like their own intuitive channel, which is what she had. She literally would just talk to trees and animals and spirits and have people come on and be her guests. And she would just reflect them in the most beautiful way. So they're really good interviewers. They're really good, like pulse keepers. They're, mm. they're really good at trend reporting. Um, would they I be a person some... like there, if there's an at like a, a work from home role, it's probably theirs. Totally. Totally. And, and a projector as well, I think would do really well with like a three hour maximum work day. And I mean, like so true. output work. Yeah. And they'll work hard in those three hours, they're so good and, and get everything done. But if you try to get them in for eight hours, no, it's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, I mean, you just, that's so, yeah, you just nailed it. Cause there's so many <laughs> times where like, I think about like the projectors that I know and I'm like, anything above four hours, they're done. No, they're gone. You can literally see them. And you're like, do you, I have a joke with projectors. I'm like, do you need a snack or a nap? Like, which is it? Because, yeah. and that's, that can help too. If you're a projector right now and you're in your nine to five and you have to be in it for now to support whatever you've got going on, fine. Support yourself though with like snacks, breaks. Like if you can take more breaks than your lunch break, do that, request it. Um, request to work from home, all of that. All of that will improve your your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like too, the one thing that I always like fought against and like, this is like a whole other episode, but pay attention to like <laughs> yeah. your numbers too. Cause like- yeah. My two, I always used to be like, gosh, I'm after like big events or something where I've given like a lot of energy. Cause like, that's yeah. my job. Like I, I've always felt like, I don't like, don't talk to me for three days. Like, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to talk to you. Like I can't I did what I've done. I'm a natural at it. I did it well. I did it so good. Everybody got value <laughs> from it. But now in order for me to be better, like, like work parties and like, like closing parties and all these things where it's like, get together and do the work. No, no I don't want anything no. to do with that. So like, it's know no. your type, like know your numbers too. Like your profile. Yes. Know your profile because, about. Yeah. you know, if you have a two in your profile, like part of the reason why you're so good at what you do and why people see you as a natural at things is because you allow yourself hermit phases. Mm, beautifully said. It's very, it's um, the two is like the dancer. So a dancer is not always dancing. You, you, the beautiful thing about a dancer is they come on at the perfect song and perform like no one else and then they leave. So the profile, oh my God, it is totally a whole nother episode. There's 12 of them and they're so beautiful. They're, it's really getting deeper and deeper into your design. And it talks about the archetypes kind of of your, of your, of design. your design. And like the first number is how you see yourself. Yeah. And the second number is how you're perceived. Exactly. And then they come together and create this like, so that's why, like, when I say I'm a six, two, like I, I view myself as like wise, like wise beyond my years, which is so true. Like I've, I've been wise since I was a kid. I always felt like 
whenever yeah. I would go through big things, like it never felt like what everyone else was like, wow, you've really like lived lives. Like I look at it as like, okay. I mean, I kind of <laughs> just did it. Like yeah. I just had a wisdom about it. Yeah. And then like, it, yeah, I mean the, your archetype is really important. So make sure you pay attention to that. Um, and on that note, I mean, if people want to dive into their chart, like I obviously, like I am here to help you read the basics. Christina is here to help you go deeper. So if you have a basic understanding of your type and you really want to go deeper, like how can they get a hold of you? Is it through Instagram? Is it through your website? Like tell us where to find you. Yeah, please. I, I, it's my, it's my favorite thing in the world. So, um, and I love when we start to get into beyond the type and the authority going deep is where you really can start to get, get some magic. Um, so yeah, in, you can reach me on Instagram at the blonde priestess. You can book a reading at the blonde Um, and yeah, I think those are the two main places to find me. So awesome. that's, we'll put you in the yeah. show notes. I'll make sure that we yeah. put those links in the show notes. So like, go, gosh, please go work with Christina. Like Thanks, this girl Danielle. will change Thank your life you. in the best way. If you have a team, like bring her into your team. I'm yeah. bringing her into my team's. And like, thank you for just like being this like gatekeeper for me when it comes to human design. Like, I feel like you've just opened floodgates for me. And I know like, that's why you're here. Like you're here to get people out of your boxes. So thank you for getting me out of one. And I mean, time is just such a gift and you've given me so much of your time today. And I'm just so grateful for you. Mm, Oh, Danielle, thank you for honoring me. And thank you for welcoming me into your space. Like I just knew human design was going to light you up. So I'm glad we had the perfect timing and aligning and I love seeing the ripples that this, that what you're bringing is going to, is going to help others with. So it's a pleasure. It's an honor. Um, yeah, just love you so much. Thank you. I'm sure we're going to have, this is not going to be the last time you hear from the two of us together. So just stay tuned on what, what, how that (laughs) transpires. All right, my girl, love you so much. Have a good day. Love you, mama. See what I mean? Wasn't I right? She's incredible. I, as soon as her and I finished this episode, I literally texted her and I was like, can we do a retreat together? Can we, can we do something? So we're working on something, her and I, we're going to do something together. Stay tuned for that. If you're subscribed to my email list, um, through hype university, you're going to get all of that information. Cause I'm going to send it out to my email list when it's out and I'll post it everywhere. I'm sure. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone. Like if you are looking for like an even deeper look, maybe you do understand human design and you want like an even deeper look, go find Christina at the blonde priestess on Instagram. She does coaching. She does group coaching. She does all sorts of things and she's amazing. So make sure you go and reach out to her. As always, thank you for supporting this podcast. Please share this episode with somebody who you think it would resonate with, somebody who it could be a gift to. Um, if you, if we were talking and you're like, oh my gosh, that sounds like so-and-so, send them this episode, let them hear it. If you haven't subscribed, please go to Apple Podcasts. You can literally listen to this podcast anywhere that you get podcasts. However, I get my metrics from Apple Podcasts. So go subscribe to the show. Make sure that you give us a rating. We love a good five stars. And then write us a review. I love to read five-star reviews on this show. And um, this week's five-star review, uh, it comes from, let's see, I'm doing it live. So let's see. This week's five-star review comes from, ooh, okay. This one says, Inspiring Real Talk. And it's from Schwal H. 
five-star review and it says, I love how Danielle keeps tips so practical, delivers the nuggets in a way that is direct and loving to help you grow. Thank you for that. I do strive to do that. And so it's always confirming when it hear when I hear that I'm that we're doing that right. So if you want your five-star review featured on the show, go ahead and write one. And um, I'm going to start reading them every week, uh, either on Tuesdays or Fridays. But again, thank you so much for your support. As of yesterday, On The Daily is officially one year old. We are one, y'all. And it's only up from here. This is only the beginning. By the end of this year, I would love for this show. I cannot wait for this show to be over a million downloads. And I know it's possible. So we'll do that with your support. And I just love you all so much. Have a beautiful day. 